And welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs that Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. My name is Brian Van Bocklin with the public affairs team here at Eskenazi Health. And joining us today, we've got OGs from uh, from the podcast world. We have uh, Mr. Ted Grain, Director of Social Determinants of Health for Eskenazi Health and podcast legend, Dr. Uh, Dr. Kimberly McElroy-Jones, uh, Director of Community Partnerships for Community Health. What is this, your 35th time here with us, Dr. I think Kim? so. I'm a legend. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking uh, about a new uh, program Eskenazi Health has launched, the Health Equity Zones. Uh, and Health Equity Zones, in partnership with uh, the community organizations, are building healthy neighborhoods by addressing long-term social determinants of health with the goal of increasing life expectancy for area residents. Okay, we've got all of that out. So we'll start. Uh, uh, Ted, you're, you're here. Uh, we've talked with you before, obviously, but just real quick, quick overview to remind everyone of how long you've been here and more in-depth of what your role with Eskenazi is. I have been at Eskenazi for about two years. My role is as director of social determinants of health is really to think through with a team of folks how to address health outcomes that really uh, affect people outside of the clinic uh, walls or the clinical care. I also have a role with the Eskenazi Health Foundation, so I'm the vice president of social determinants of health with that. And the goal there is to really bridge the philanthropic world and help us pilot and start and innovate programs on the hospital side. And Dr. Kim? I get to work alongside this gentleman over here, uh, Ted. And so we both came on about the same time a couple years ago. And I am, like you said, the Director of Community Partnerships for Community Health. And I get to work closely with the Social Determinants of Health team. And so we are working on several different avenues. And so we're excited to be able to talk about one of those major initiatives that we're working on today. So with health equity zones, uh, the last time uh, between the two of you, the last times we've had you on, we've talked about the neighborhood walks and the neighborhood listening sessions. Is it A plus B equal health equity zones? Is that, or are we separate from what we were doing last year? I think this is all a a progression. Okay. Uh, So it's all part of the strategy. So the strategy is, if Eskenazi Health is serious about affecting the social determinants of health that are outside of our clinical walls, we need to engage with those neighborhoods. And if you look at a map of uh, social vulnerability for Indianapolis, you can tell that there are places that need us a little bit more. There are places where health equity and health equity measures are really uh, called for. And so we um, are thinking of this as a way for Eskenazi to play our part in partnership with a lot of other folks that are working on this in the city uh, to address those needs. Uh, who wants to take the question of how we landed on these particular health equity zones, how we how we got here? Is it, Dr. Kim, you want to jump all over that one or what makes an, a health equity zone? I sure can. Well, it was... Not something that just, you know, jumped out of our brains. Um, we've looked at some models. There's a Rhode Island model of health equity zones, and we've modified that model because the Rhode Island model um, doesn't incorporate our health system model um, within their health equity zones. It's more community focused. Um, identifying the neighborhoods was a process that was a uh I won't say a long drawn out process, I'll say comprehensive process um, that involved site leadership. Um, It involved looking at a lot of data to see where the most need is. Um, Tying all of that together, we had a team that um, we pulled together 
of a multidisciplinary team from uh, internal stakeholders, um, internal meaning Eskenazi, Marion County Public Health Department, in addition to some key external stakeholders. And so we were very, um, I'd say, thoughtful in the process of identifying where we wanted to begin the health equity zone model, because this is a pilot demonstration that we're starting with ultimate goal of covering the entire county. So um, anything you'd like to add? I, I just say beyond Rhode Island, um, you know, we looked at a lot of different uh, other influences. So I think we're influenced by the Chicago Health Equity Zone project, um, the the sort of national and international project called Blue Zones, which is a place-based effort to think about life expectancy. And also uh, locally, we're very connected uh, to the Ampath Kenya project, which is the Global Health Center here uh, that um, that really has – uh, pioneered social determinants of health work in Kenya and the translation of some of those uh, innovations that they've done there here uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, so how many, is this is still a pilot program, how many health equity zones do we have? What constitutes a health equity zone? Um, where, where, where are we working at right now for this part of the program? When we're looking at the, the overall zones for the city, what we wanted to do was build off of the Eskenazi Health Centers, mm-hmm. right? So those are the centers that we have already in neighborhoods. We actually have 14 federally qualified health center locations and another five or six that are mental health locations. And so when we picked the health equity zones, we were thinking, okay, let's pick a neighborhood uh, that is uh, connected to one of those locations. We end up going with three. Uh, so the three health equity zones uh, that were chosen are the International Marketplace uh, Health Equity Zone, the um, what we're calling the Northeast Corridor, which is really East 38th Street um, Health Equity Zone, and then the Far East Side Health Equity Zone. These are neighborhoods that already have a lot of momentum, a lot of leadership, um, and they were picked because – Sure, there's uh, there's challenges there, but there's also a lot of assets that we can build on. And Eskenazi, at its core, it's, it's a healthcare organization, right? But what role is Eskenazi playing? Because as you said, Ted, you know the, uh, these are areas that have a lot of momentum already. So, what is Eskenazi bringing to the table with momentum that's already established? I guess. Yeah, we bring um, obviously our healthcare expertise. Um, we bring um, a lot of resources, human, financial, I wouldn't say a lot, but we bring resources to the table um, to be able to add capacity in these areas um, so that we can move this work forward. So although we might be calling it, you know, the Eskenazi Health Health Equity Zones, we're really looking for strong leadership and the assets that are based in the community. So we're looking for those strong partners to help us move this work forward. So it's kind of like leading from behind somewhat. So I like to look at it in that regard. And so um, we are working alongside, as you said, those that have already been doing work in the community and focusing on what um, is needed. So if we are looking at the social determinants of health, um, those are outside of the walls. So what are the needs outside? So who are the experts in housing? Who are the experts in transportation? Who are the experts in food? And then we tie that together and marry this whole big um, process together where we're moving 
this needle forward together. And so that's the kind of thing is adding that momentum, kind of like riding the ship and we're jumping on and we're, we're jumping on to where they've already begun and building on what's already there, adding where there's need, um, bringing in partners and having them bring in partners. So it's really a big collaborative process. Are there any, um, I guess, collective needs that uh, the what are the needs that we're trying to fill what have we identified is is where we can do the do the most help the classic social determinants of health needs that we've identified through the data and through um, our own uh, work with neighborhoods so we we currently at Eskenazi health we screen for social determinants of health every patient coming in uh, is screened and asked a series of questions so we have that data and we have a dashboard on that. Based off of that, we can say that food, food security, food access is really important. Transportation, getting people to and from not just healthcare, but really the rest of their lives. Uh, so education, employment, uh, transportation is a challenge in this city, particularly. Um, the uh, the really big one that is 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 really challenging uh, right now, particularly due to the eviction crisis and a lot of the economic crisis, is housing. Um, so those would be probably the top three. I would add uh, just a basic economic opportunity category, which is people need to be able to make a living. Um, and economics plays a big role in how much uh, health care you can afford and, you know, the opportunities for your family. And who who all comes to the table? Like, how are other groups engaging with this? How are our community leaders getting involved? Is it, I want to, I want to help the health equity zone, or is that kind of an Eskenazi term? Like how, how can a, how can a community leader or community organization get involved with something like this? Um, I'd say that we are beginning that process of um, broader engagement. So there will be a series of public meetings um, that we will be inviting not only the community, but some of our key partners that we think need to be a part of that conversation. Um, and so it's a structured planning process that we've hired someone to to assist us with. And so, um, as I stated, it's a we have a what we're calling our health equity zone playbook. So there's this uh, roadmap of the way that we're engaging in certain things. And so um, obviously we're not going to say, hey, partner, we don't want to talk to you right now because we haven't got to this area. We, we're engaging at you know, every level. So we can have conversations now if someone's thinking about ways that they can partner with us. But there's also the structured um, process that we're working through with our um, health equity zone conveners, um, the ones, the the leaders in those neighborhoods. So Ted mentioned the International Marketplace and United Northeast CDC and the Northeast Corridor and CAFE, the Community Alliance for the Far East Side. Those are our three primary partners right now. Um, and then we'll start to expand on that as we move into our partnership structure. So there will be several different ways that um, partners can engage. They can engage through uh, philanthropic needs. You want to give us money. You want to participate like that. You want to um, just just drive up and just dump some money on the steps of Eskenazi. <laughs> Come on. We want you here. We'll find a way to spend it for you. Right. <laughs> and then there's uh, programmatic partners. So those that I mentioned that will help us with how do we address the housing needs? How do we address the transportation needs? So anything within those eight 
domains that we're calling all social determinants of health, those are the partners that we're looking to fill in those areas. But then there's also those partners that are specific to the health equity zone. So what are the assets here already? What can you do? What are the not-for-profits? What are the businesses in the area? How can you contribute to this process as well? And then finally, those one-time partners. Like, do you want to just have a um, um, one-time uh occurrence for your sorority or your fraternity or is your business looking to do something on a one-time thing or you know even not just one time but short term but the other partners we're looking for a long-term investment so this is a long-term process and we want long-term partners at the table how does someone engage with this is it there are community meetings every fourth thursday of the month that we talk health equity zones or do they need to call up to you and say hey i, w- I want to help where's that entry point for people um, there's a lot of different entry points. Um, so Eskenazi Health is just one of the partners working on this, right? So if you think about it, in each neighborhood, uh, there's a network of people that are already – they care about their neighborhood. They care about the health of their neighborhood. They care about the health of their family. So they're engaged in the sense that in that neighborhood, there are community structures. So let's take um, uh, the Far East Side, for example. The Far East Side is, already has uh, organized uh, f- uh, entities like CAFE, uh, the Community Alliance for Far East Side, but also uh, La Plaza, also Pathways Resource Center. There are connected um, nonprofits and all the churches actually and the faith-based organizations out there. What we want to do is come alongside that process and add fuel to it and really support what's going on. We think that the people that are best suited – to come up with great solutions for the challenges of of their neighborhood or their own lives are the people that are actually experiencing that. So part of this process is really just listening, making sure that we're aligned with the folks that are actually experiencing um, what's what's happening. I, I think it's it's fascinating that we're actually that we're focused on. We've called it social determinants of health because we've had the, these conversations in our offices. Like everything that we do is a social determinant of health. When you guys started this process, and everyone walks into everything with their initial assumptions of what they think they're going to find out, was there anything that surprised you that you learned that you weren't prepared for? That you're like, oh, we didn't think about that. We need, you know, where? What was the reality from when we started on day one to as we we're sitting here now that we? we saw that we didn't think we were going to see. I think the only thing that caught me by surprise is the, the speed with which we're moving. Um, I think um, the work, and I think the reason that happens is because we're in an organization that is committed to this. um, And the work had already begun before we got here. And it's not hard to convince someone to do something that they're already passionate about. So I think um, for me, that is, you know, being exposed to the clinical staff, the leadership here, it really, um, that's the only thing. I'm just so pleased with how far we've come with the work since we've just been here for a couple of years. And so um, that's the only thing that caught me. The need didn't catch me off guard, you know, because I've, I've been working in the community for, you know, forever and have grown up in Indianapolis. So I know. Um, what the city faces most of the time. And so I think it's just the speed. Um, the um, engagement from the community didn't shock me because, like Ted said, there's people that care about their, their neighborhoods and want to uh, improve their quality of life and their life expectancy. 
Dad, do you have anything to add? Was there anything that you were not expecting to see through this? I mean, I'll just add to what Kim said, which is, so we've, we talked to doctors, providers, medical assistants, nurses, community health workers, right? So the staff of Eskenazi. And I was talking to a, a, a provider at one of our health clinics who I just asked, you know, because obviously she was very passionate about social care and social determinants of health. And I was like, so what percentage of the time when you're talking to patients, what percentage of the time is divided between clinical care, what you would say is clinical care, and talking about the rest of life? And she says it's it's 30-70, that she spends more time talking about the social determinants of health in a, in a clinical visit. Uh, in other words, the barriers that patients and neighbors and residents are facing, uh, the most significant barriers are actually the social determinants mm-hmm. of health, uh, particularly for Eskenazi health patients. And and the, you know, the the work that's already come out of it, and I, I I'm going to go all over with like the fresh for you market, and I think it, the, the there's maybe a mobile pantry, the food drives, everything. It's so wide and vast. Um, I, I know you, you mentioned that, you know, the community has been, you know, you, you've, we've been fortunate to work with people who are really passionate and want to help. Was, was it truly like that when you started? Did you run into any situations where people were like, look, we've seen this song and dance before a lot and a group comes out for some good PR and in a year you've all packed up and gone. How did you convince people that this was not going to be that? Um, I think, um, Having a history of integrity, it helped with that. The only thing that I really ran up against was that in the sense of the fatigue of being asked those questions over and over again and then not seeing the result. So they're able to actually see a facility going up. So that helps um, in that process. And then they are actually able to see us show up and continue to show up. So um, keep building on the relationships that we've already had or begun. So I think um, that is uh, one of the strengths of our team is being able to build upon those relationships that we have. And even when it gets difficult, they trust us. You mentioned this uh, playbook that's been developed. Um, Where are we in the playbook? Where are we go? What still needs to be accomplished but uh, yeah, I, I like to ask is what are our goals? One, five, ten. So we're what about a year, year and a half ish into this? What's where where what's coming? So uh, we have a social determinants of health strategy mm-hmm. overall, uh, and this is system wide. So this is encompassing you know all the elements of food, transportation, housing, mental health, lifestyle, medicine, right, uh, economic opportunity, etc. Um, the playbook is specific to the health equity zone effort. And the health equity zone effort, really, I'd say we're at, at, at one. Uh, because what we're doing, uh, right now, we've, we've kind of laid the groundwork. Uh, we've not only laid the groundwork, uh, internally at Eskenazi Health, we're partnering with Marion County Public Health Department, Eskenazi Health Center, Sandra Eskenazi Mental Health, IEMS, right? So all the different systems in place that we have internally. But also Eskenazi Health Foundation is coming alongside this campaign and creating a campaign for uh, to support this work. So that work has been done, more or less. It's 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 a process. Uh, the groundwork's been laid. But now that the Health Equity Zone uh, neighborhood conveners have been chosen, the areas have been chosen, now we're starting 
we're doing a listening process. We're going to build those health equity zone action plans. Those plans will tell us this is what the community is prioritizing. This is what we really need to do. And then the work really begins, which is tackling some of those interventions that we need to either create or sustain or support in some way. Um, in addition, obviously, to getting in touch with Eskenazi Health, if you want to be involved, are there any of our partners that we would like to highlight for, if you don't want to call Eskenazi, but you want to be, call these people? Like, who? What are some of those people who, you, you said multiple doors, but who are the big partners in this who we like to, I guess, promote? The first ones would be the neighborhood conveners. So the International Marketplace Coalition. Okay the United Northeast CDC and CAFE, they have uh, their own leadership in each of these neighborhoods, and they have said, we're partnering with Eskenazi on this. So that's the first uh, uh, big, giant kudos. Without them, uh, we, we did not want to come in and parachute in to a neighborhood and, and, and without sort of local leadership uh, really leading the process. So that's huge. I'd say another example is, uh, as we have worked with partners uh, um, more recently, the health equity zones become a defining framework through which we end up doing the work. So, for example, uh, we're, we have a partnership right now with United Healthcare and um, the Indianapolis um, Housing Authority. That program uh, that we're developing with them, it's a program to build in uh, healthy lifestyles, and mental health into a financial self-sufficiency program that HUD runs through IHA, through the Indianapolis Housing Authority. But we're going to do it in a health equity zone with the idea that a place-based effort can really make a difference and that we can um, really support people in a specific neighborhood to achieve greater uh, health outcomes, greater economic outcomes, and ultimately increase their life expectancy. And then how are we going to continue to measure success of this? Are, are there uh, benchmarks we're looking for, milestones that if we're, if we're here by here, we're doing okay? Or is that kind of still abstract at this point in time? Um, I think we have some key metrics. Uh, Dr. Chris Callahan, whom I'm sure you all know, um, is the um, leader of our team. And he also is the leader of the evaluation team. And so obviously um, with this pilot demonstration project, we want to make sure that we are getting lessons learned um, in addition to making improvements through health outcomes and community outcomes and social determinants of health. What did we actually move the needle on as best we can measure that? And so um, there's data that we can look for in our EPIC um, healthcare EMR system. Uh, there's the metrics outside that are, you know, publicly available in our savvy system. So there's a lot of technical things, but um, we want to make sure that we are laying the, the baseline data, laying that out and then watching. The one thing that might give us a little bit of pause is that, you know, we aren't a stagnant, static uh, population. So we we move sometimes. And so that's the only thing. But I think we have some good measures in place to be able to track overall the health of the community and working towards making sure that we're tracking our progress and getting those lessons learned so that when we start to continue to roll this out, 
um, we won't keep making the same mistakes. Is there anything that we haven't touched on yet that you want to make sure that we talk about it as far as this this pilot program? There's one thing I want to uh, mention, although we're focusing a lot on um, getting the voice of the community and amplifying the voice of the community, we don't want to leave out that the voice of the uh, health center staffs are important as well. And so they were, they're... Um, their voices will be on that intervention plan as well. And so it is like a co-program um, of uh, opportunity for improvement and interventions for the neighborhood. But we also want to see what does the, the uh, clinical staff want to work on from a perspective. And we're also gaining their voice in this process as well. I'm going to follow up on that one. So what are you hearing from the clinical staff? I mean, I, I, I guess at some point it all becomes the same thing, but how have, how, how do, how are they seeing uh, these issues that patients are dealing with, but they're on that other side of it? Exactly. So that is a voice that is very key to what we're seeing because they can give us that real time data. So they're, they're the ones that are telling us about the eviction. They're the ones that are telling us that we have patients that show up without a car seat and we can't send them back home with their child, you know, because they got dropped off and we're the, you know, we're hearing from social work on the challenges that they're facing with transportation. And so that's why it's very important to hear from them as well. And so, um, they're going to be passionate about what they want to work on. And so if you imagine the impact that we have with this is what the staff wants to work on in the community and impacting the patient. This is what the community wants to work on, impacting patients and community, and then just marrying all that together and seeing the leverage that that could help really improve our communities. I'm just so excited about that. I'm super excited, too. And I was going to say, in terms of an ultimate success measure, for me, once we do these health equity zone action plans, let's say there's, you know, several key things that we want to do around food in that neighborhood and several key things that we want to do around transportation and housing. The ultimate measure is, are we actually doing them? Are we moving forward with the plan that both Eskenazi Health and, and the community said was important? Because the, the momentum uh, builds on itself, um, you know. You can look at the data and know, okay, well, there's okay, there's a high prevalence of diabetes in this in this neighborhood, but you need to find out, well, is the neighborhood interested in tackling that through creating a, a safe trail to walk on, or do we need a grocery store? Do we need what intervention do we actually need for that neighborhood? And also, what do people want? Because what they want will drive more and more change. So. I'm excited once we get those health equity zone action plans together, then we can start measuring ourselves and the initiative by did we get it done? I think it, it's fascinating what, what you were saying there about it because it really does look like it's not going to be a one size fits all right. thing. It is a very customizable plan. What do you need? Yeah, I, Here's yeah. what we can do. Yeah. I call it, uh, I like to think of it as, uh, you know, everybody's talking about precision medicine yeah. for individuals, you know, the idea that. You as an individual are so unique in that we can tailor medical interventions to meet your specific needs. Well, this is really precision medicine for a neighborhood. It's saying, okay, given the demographics, given given the the history, given the development patterns, uh, you know, when you look at the Far East Side, man, it's it's pretty spread out. You know, transportation is always going to be a challenge out there, right? Because I mean, it, it's it, the development patterns influence that and. That will, and then you talk about redlining, historic 
racism and discrimination created a lot of the barriers that have led to, uh, you know, some of the places that we're going to be working as health equity zones. So you have to integrate all of that and factor that in. Uh, it's Ted Grain, Director of Social Determinants of Health for Eskenazi Health, and Dr. Kimberly McElroy-Jones, Director of Community Partnerships for Community Health, and we're talking about the health equity zones. Uh, thank you both for taking some time to come in here, uh, and we look forward to even more conversation about this. And I want to thank Joe and want to thank Rachel for all of your help with getting this together. And then, of course, EskenaziHealth.edu to get all the information about this and to make contact with all the different organizations. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Eskenazi Healthier for You podcast.